If you haven't noticed, um, Father is here. His name is Father Peter. And he is from Palmy, or Palmerston North. And he's here visiting the Beatitudes. And because Mark is uh, going to come into the church right now, Father Peter decided to join us. He's an excellent man, an excellent priest. So if ever you're going up to Palmerston North, that diocese at least, you can get in touch with him. Um, it's a pleasure to have you here. You're always welcome. Always, always, always welcome. Today, I was praying over it, and I wanted to orient this gospel particularly to you, Mark, this homily particularly to you, because in reality, it's going to touch everyone else anyways, but it's your day. It's your day. And if the Lord is giving us this homily and this, especially this gospel reading, really, um, that's giving it for a reason. The gospel makes me think of three things. Um, the first thing is pruning, because nobody likes to be pruned. And so that one is often most ostensible. It's the most sensitive. It touches me right away. To be pruned in this gospel, though, is not just like suffering. Suffering is not pruning, although it may have something to do with it. God here says that he is pruning when his word dwells within us. And I pray that his word might dwell within you, Mark. If his word dwells within us, we begin to see that there are many choices in life. But there is one choice to follow Christ. There are many different directions that we could go. But following Christ is the straight and narrow. And so when we let his word dwell within us, we begin to see more clearly that it is in following him that we have joy and life. And so we begin to let go of everything in the world. A saying I like to repeat is that every yes demands no. Every time you say yes to one thing, you say no to another. If I choose to go down this road... I've chosen to not go down that road. If I choose to marry Jane, I've chosen to not marry Jill. And if I've chosen to follow Christ, I've chosen to say no to the world, the flesh, and the devil. And today, Mark, when you're coming before, it also will bear witness to the whole congregation here for in coming before this congregation, you're saying that too. You're saying no to the world, the flesh, and the devil. And note, it's his word, when it abides in us, it's his word that prunes. Because it dwells in us like a seed, and it directs us to say yes to the Lord. Which leads me to the second point, the real reason why you're here. It's not to be pruned. <laughs> we don't say yes in order to say no. 
We say yes because there's something beautiful. To abide in Him. And note that Jesus is the vine and we are the branches. So uh, if we dwell in Him, if we abide in Him, we're living of His sap, His grace, His Holy Spirit. And in hearing those words to abide in Him, it seems obvious that it would be the Holy Spirit, but it seems also obvious that it's also us, too, when we choose to abide in Him. For today, in, you're saying yes to prayer, yes to the person of Jesus. How do we dwell in Him if we do not pray? I think of the great saints and their moments of ecstasy. Or I think of, I hope that everyone in the church has experienced some touch of prayer where it seems like time disappears and for a moment we're there alone with God. That touch of prayer doesn't come as often as we like at times. But it bears witness. I think of St. Catherine who is so enthralled, Catherine of Siena, whose feast it is, so enthralled with the Lord that she only wanted to dwell with Him. And, you know, there's a saying, I always get it wrong, it's, hell hath no fury like the scorn of a woman. I think that's the way it goes. And uh, Shakespeare, right? And there's this woman that scorned her, thought she was faking it, because she would come up before to the altar rail and she would be so caught up in ecstasy that she wouldn't move. And she'd be there for an hour or so. And this woman came up to her and took one of her hairpins and put it right through her foot. And then Catherine didn't even flinch. Didn't even move. Because she was so caught up in the Lord, she didn't feel her foot. And apparently when she came back to her senses... She grabbed her foot and said, ah. <laughs> but I bring that up because there's something to prayer. We see it in the most extreme circumstances with the saints, in their states of ecstasy. But we also see it in our life when we come to the Lord not because we need something, but we come to pray because we want to abide in Him. We want to dwell in him. And she was so caught up in him that she was pruned. Nothing else mattered. But it leads me to the fourth point, third point, rather, the last one. That if we allow ourselves to be pruned, we abide in him, we will bear fruit. And how do we bear fruit? Note, the vine and the branches, I don't think the branches are concerned about bearing fruit right away. They're concerned about being alive. They're concerned about the joy of having enough food and sap going through them. For us, too, our first concern is never to bear fruit, per se, but it is to be full of life in the Spirit, But 
if we are dwelling in the Spirit, we will bear fruit. Sometimes completely hidden, you know? Uh, St. Therese, uh, Therese, rather, because we're in the parish of St. Therese. St. Therese didn't bear all that much fruit in her life. But it was only when she made it to heaven that she began to shower down roses upon the world. She was unknown to the point that even her own sisters, when they came to investigate to see if she could be beatified or made venerable, even her own sisters said, why? She was just a normal sister. They didn't see that she abided in him. But so strong was she, that she bore fruit throughout the whole world, and today she is the patron of missions, of missionaries, because it is above all by abiding in Him that we bear fruit. And she is a model of bearing fruit. But bearing fruit happens when people see our smile, our love of the Lord, When someone asks us, why do we go to Mass? And we say, because we have peace. Because we want to, because of joy. Bearing fruit comes naturally for somebody who abides in Him. Bearing fruit comes when we care enough to help my neighbor and to know that my neighbor needs help. Bearing fruit comes when I realize that nobody knows the gospel. And so my heart aches. My heart aches that the world might know that Jesus is alive. Bearing fruit comes from love and abiding in him. So Mark, today we're here to pray for you that you may continue to allow the Spirit to prune you through his word that this Spirit may lead you to dwell in Him, to abide in Him. And lastly, we pray, Mark, that you might bear fruit before this congregation and before the world. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.